This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami. You got Picture it, Los Angeles, 2015. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we have a buddy over to watch an episode of The Golden Girls, and then we talk about it. And we are winding down. We're the second to last episode of the first season. We just watched season one, episode 24, Big Daddy. Big Daddy! Which aired May 3rd, 1986. It's the episode where we meet Blanche's father, Big Daddy, and uh, he has dreams of being a country singer. What did you say? May 3rd, 1986. It's like a month break. Yeah, the last one that we, uh, the last episode that we did aired in March. Yeah. So, yeah. March to May. Wow. Show took a little hiatus. Wonder what was yeah. happening on NBC then. Repeats. Re- oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure they're showing yeah. repeats. First season repeats. Wow. That's yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we have a great guest with mm-hmm. us today. He, we've been friends for a very long time. I think I say that about all of our guests, because um, it's true. Many of them are friends of mine for a long time. He's a hilarious comedian. Please welcome Baron Vaughn. Smello. Can I throw out a theory of what might have happened? Why they took that month break? Yeah, please, yes. Please, please. You got to take a break. I mean, I think wasn't this before? I feel like this was a time where they still shot and edited the episode in the same week. Possibly. Where they kind of, they shot it and then they edited it down and they put it up in a couple of days on television. So in the structure of live action sitcoms, you get a three week break. You're like, shoot, 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 three Mm -hmm. week break. Maybe they showed reruns of some other popular shows or something. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I know Will and Grace used to, um, used to shoot like that, where it was the week. Yeah. Because they had such timely jokes that... Yeah, because Roseanne, when I think of Roseanne, it's just like they were saying things that were in the news right then. Yeah. It was just like, that just happened. They wrote an episode. I mean, when you get to an appointment in a series there, you know, it's a well-oiled machine, you can do that. Mm -hmm. I I think it was part of the... I think it was also part of the uh, fun of it. Yeah. I think it was part of the, uh, the, the livelihood you know, just it kind of kept that energy going that, like, we're doing this like this and it's going to be up in a week. And yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And it actually kind of makes it more like theater in a way. Yeah, it does. You know, so you're, just, you're putting it out there and it's so new. See, I work in a show that takes place in 1980-something, so there's yeah. never anything timely unless it's like, <laughs> we should get the Mother's Day episode out in May. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Well, this episode was great. This is actually one of my. It's a good episode. It's a really. I mean, f- it's, it's good. There's a good balance. There's of a great B story. Laughs a and great heart. Story. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh... Good balance of laughs and heart. Laughs and heart. <laughs> that's a, It's a Hallmark card. That's the TV guide. Tonight on ABC <laughs> Family. Um, 
So, uh, so Big Daddy is coming to visit. Yes. Uh, who's Blanche's father. And uh, it is funny that she calls him Big Daddy. But, you know, they're from the South. That's just the way things are. You know, yeah. she, she grew Creepy. up on a... Like she grew up on a in a giant estate. A plantation. Yeah. She some grew would up, say. yes, yes. Uh, where they would sit under the magnolia trees yeah. and drink mint juleps while the mothers, you know, traded their mm-hmm. their prize winning pecan pie recipes. It's all very. Uh, and cat in a hot tin roof. There, it's Big Daddy and Big Mama. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Tennessee Williams. I just played. watched that the other day. Yeah. yeah. Turn of classic movies. Then that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, and Dorothy has an amazing retort to Blanche's sort of extorting of you know the southern delicacy. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the song she referenced? Did you write that down? I didn't. Oh, it was uh, a picked him cotton fields. Oh, like, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Frightening. Yeah. Amazing, amazing response. Like, and also, was there racism? She, yeah. <laughs> she basically says. Yes. Yes. Which, of course, there was. Yes. Um, I love it. Um, there's a funny uh, line where Blanche says, uh, Big Daddy truly has been a father to everyone in our town. Yeah. And Rose is just staring at her for a few seconds and says, Your mother must have been a very forgiving woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, perfect Rose line. Yeah. Perfect Rose line. Um, perfect example of revealing the character in the joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Rose ends up going out on the lanai to like pick weeds or something. Plug. Yeah, she's going to pick some weeds. And... Um, and she does one of those, oh, girls, girls, come quick. And every time they do one of those, it's usually because someone else is, like, having a heart attack in yeah. the other room. So that's what I thought it was at first. I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, like, there's a dead guy out on the lanai. Whenever, uh, uh, this is similar to this, whenever, there's a joke, I don't know when in the series, but somewhere, where um, Rose always comes in and says, girls, girls, like, often. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a line that she does. And Sophia says, Wait, 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 wait. Why do you always come in and call us girls? <laughs> We're not girls or some something. Oh, weird... she says like oh no, I think she says That's um, in a different very it's different... A different series or different episode. <clears throat> I think she goes, like, well uh Oh gosh, what was the name of the woman from Facts of Life? Um Miss, No Miss no. Garrett? Miss Garrett. She's like, oh. Girls, girls. She's like, like what are you, Miss oh, Garrett? Yeah, that's I think right. that might be the joke. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. They reference that's another great. show. Oh, they, they do it all the time. They reference nice. Miami Vice. Show last, <laughs> last episode. They talk yeah. about Miami Vice. Yeah. Um so so the 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 well, she's very alarmist, Rose. Yeah. Oh, very yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, she bought a gun once because they were they were burglarized. Yeah. Great um, shoot the vase. Yeah. Um, she shoots the vase. My vase. My vase. Um, <laughs> a giant palm tree uh, has fallen out from their neighbor's yard onto yes. the lanai, and it is like it's a good. I mean, that it's looks a like a real tree, tree yeah. right? Like, I wouldn't doubt if it was a real tree. Yeah. yeah. This was the yeah. 80s. Yeah. 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 They could have. Hey, PA, get out hour. and cut down a palm tree. This is like what? This is Los Angeles. We're all gonna live forever. Go on fountain, yeah. get a tree. He's like, how do I? I don't know. Cut it. Here's some. Here's like a cheese cutter. Cut it. Cut, climb it and cut it. Don't come back until it's done. Um, so there's a tree that fell in their yard, and yeah. their next door neighbor comes by, Mr. Barton, played by Gordon Jump and his wife Peggy Pope. Amazing character actors. Oh they my gosh, were they were so on. great in this episode. And they, names I mean, too. Gordon Jump. I mean, he's just has like a hundred some credits. He's just. 120 credits, and mm-hmm. yeah, he's dead. But <laughs> I mean, most people are. Yeah, 120 credits before he died, at least. That's a lot. And then Peggy Pope, Peggy Pope, love Peggy Pope. She was in Nine to Five. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah, oh. character bank, actress as well. In the she is not dead. Mm-hmm. No, oh, but that's right. Born in 1929, so she's incredibly Oof. old. She's very wow, good for her. Wow. Yeah. Peggy Wonder Pope. if her and Betty White still hang out. Maybe. Maybe. Um, so Mr. Barton comes over, and uh, he's the neighbor, and, you know, of course, like, Dorothy and Rose are like, are you okay? Is everything okay? 
and they're like, uh, oh my goodness, you know, I can't believe your tree fell into my yard. He's mm. like, my tree? That's not my tree. Yeah. And then, perfect timing, his wife Gladys runs out and she goes, oh my goodness, our tree fell into your yard. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. He doesn't want to assume responsibility. Yeah. Dorothy, very pragmatic Dorothy, is like, look, how about we split the cost? Yeah. Even though she knows it's his tree, she's like, good neighborly thing, let's split the cost. He's like, nope, fuck you, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is not kind about it at he's all. He's not, he's nice such man. a he just, curmudgeon. He's, he's, being a, he's being a cheapskate. Yeah. 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 So, Florida retiree cheapskate. Uh, Big surprise. Dude. Probably from Bastard. New Jersey. Probably from not New Jersey. Not saying I love New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so then, Sophia comes out, and they're, he's, you know, they, they explain to her what's going on, and he's like, I'm not paying for it. So Sophia decides she's going to put a Sicilian curse on him. Yep. And basically what she does is she does like what Spider-Man does yeah. when he shoots his Or heavy web. metal people. Yeah. Or the, have, it's the oh, devil. the sign of the devil. Yeah. yeah. Sign of the devil. Is it? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It's the devil. You know, but, but if you whip your wrist this uh, way, but I'm doing this head. on a visual medium <laughs> on a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Your, your hand is supinated. Yes. As yeah. opposed to pronated. Oh, wait. Ooh. Is it? Oh, whoa. Yeah. Fancy okay. term. Wait. Supination. Oh. Is when it's uh, when your hand up? is your palm up, as if you oh. were as if soup were to be placed. So wait, supinated is, is that this? the way you remember so it? Is this is... Yeah, that's so a good way to remember it. Soup. If you were holding soup in your hand, supinated. That's yeah. supinated, supinated, and then the other way is uh, pronated. Pronated. But wasn't her hand pronated with no. your with your wrist? No, up. she went like this. Yeah, it was yeah. pronated. Yeah, so she was pronated. <laughs> but, but also but... the delivery of it. Yeah. All pregnant women should take pronated vitamins. <laughs> Watch hey, out. Zingers. Um, so she, she does the spidey thing, the pronated spidey thing, and she says that he won't have a moment's peace until he hauls the tree, the tree away. And her face. Sicilian curse. Amazing. Sicilian curse. Her face when she does it. Sophia, it is, this is like Sophia's Emmy episode. It really the is. Delivery, it's perfect. It's, it and really it's, is. It, to me, it shows, <coughs> again, it's another example of how good these actresses yeah. are mm-hmm. on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the camera is just stationary on yeah. her. Mm-hmm. And it's just her filling that character. And the, the and the, none of her is moving except for that hand that comes up. Oh, that yeah. hand. And it's perfectly, because, oh, you're going to get it now, I think is what mm-hmm. she says. It's Like, so oh, it's amazing. a big setup. And then it's just like that those mm-hmm. weird fingers. This is Sophia's way of saying... Hold my pearls. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know? yes. Um, so then there, uh, all the women go back into the living room, and uh, and once again, Sophie has this wonderful moment where you know Dorothy's like, or, or no, Dor- it's it's a little bit later. Dorothy comes home. She's like, oh, I have paperwork from the city hall, whatever. It's on his property. Yeah. So I'm gonna go let him know. And Sophia's like, stick with the curse. And Dorothy's like, I've stayed with it all these years. Meaning Sophia. And Sophia very subtly, like, lifts her hand as if to, like... Give her the curse. And they shake, and she looks at her, and she purses her mouth like a little tight anus. And dead air. There's so much dead air. It's so amazing. Because you're just letting everyone laugh, because it's just such a perfect moment. It's so great. Um, Whereas, can you imagine... Doing on the Goldbergs, for example, mm-hmm. having a bit like that where there's that much silence between no. the characters. Never. In yeah. front Never. of a live audience, mind yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. That is it's it's people just are like, just throw things at them all the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this this show is not yeah. afraid to use silence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For comedic effect or emotional effect. Oh, and they so do good. it so well. They do it so so mm-hmm. well. Um so then Sophie or then uh, Blanche comes out of her room 
dressed in this, and we'll we'll have a photo of it. It is yeah. this blue tight. It's like a debutante ball. Yes, basically. exactly. Yeah. And and it's like this like robin's egg blue. Yeah, like very light blue. Robin's and egg blue. You made a good point. You said, "Oh yeah, outfits shouldn't make noise." Well, the, <laughs> sure, it's switched. It's switched as we walk. But you also said this is like the most cleavage we've ever seen oh, Blanche wear. Yeah, because she's she's got you know it's it's pushing her. There's up a lot from of the boobs. bottom. And then I was noticing, and there's like she, a little spillage. Yeah, there's a mm-hmm. lot of spillage. I mean, there's just a lot of Blanche boobs. In yeah, this. which we probably don't see. Like, I never thought of her as having boobs. I always thought she was very flat-chested. Well, no, but but as a, as someone who does not have big boobs, you can present them in a particular way that... Oh, I do that in the know. shower with mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so she's being Sometimes. presented in a Or if I'm, like, way. leaning down and, like, I have some, like, fat that goes... Because you know how... Well, whatever I do. And you just push them together and up. I can actually have a nice cleavage. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's a nice meme. Only if it's I do man this. Cleaves. Only if I do this. Like mm-hmm. this. It, what you're doing, by the way, is leaning forward and you're yeah. cupping your hands. Actually, even like this. I prop like if it was like tight enough. Oh yeah. 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 I totally have boobs. <laughs> oh yeah. All you can do is go push them from the side. Yeah. The yeah. yaz were that the yaz were a boob feel. Yes. Yes. There was. I was touching. There. There was I touching. have boobs. There was I also have that 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 booty stomach thing when you're when you the lean, booty stomach. Yeah. Well, like when you lean forward and like your stomach squishes together and it creates that little like crease in the middle and it creates sort of a butt cheek Aww. and your belly button's your butthole then and it's like a front. It's only when you're fucking though and like you try to hide it. So like, so like you like as you're like on top, you stretch your body out. So like it flattens your stomach. Also, the way that you're sitting right now, <laughs> yeah. you look like how like how people portray how? chickens when they go to like peck. They, yeah. you know, you've got your shoulders There's back and your chest yeah. out. Some roostering. Some stomach. roostering. Yes, he's but roostering. You're it, roostering. I swear. All my years of having sex, this is why I have lower back problems. Yeah, I really because you're trying to because I'm trying to hide, hide my, my stomach booty. Just be proud of it. Yeah. Just be proud of it. I can't be. Listen, I, clo- in Los I want Angeles. you to listen. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to picture the most objectively hot man or woman on the entire planet. Okay, that person, I guarantee you, is self conscious about their body, not their stomach booty. Were you also picturing Steve Buscemi? <laughs> No, I, okay. wasn't. I may have been. I used to live down the street from Steve Buscemi, and I would always purposely just walk down his block, even if I didn't need to. And you want to have sex with Steve Buscemi? I think Steve Buscemi is incredibly sexy. Really? Mm-hmm. Wait, uh, you got so disgusted so quickly. Yeah, we I don't mean, have to talk about no that judgments. Now. I love Steve Buscemi. I do no, want to mint. Yeah, I love Steve Buscemi. I think he's a fantastic actor, but Zoinks. I would not want to have sex with him. Okay, well, teach his own. I want you to explain this. He's to be a like firefighter. Most, I feel like most people don't want to have sex with Steve Buscemi. I'm sorry, Steve, if you're listening. You're not. But, <laughs> but a lot of I'm people just, have. Must have. I'm sure. Well, he's married. He's, he's got a wife. I'm sure his wife. Yeah. Of course. Anyway, but I... why do you think he's attractive? I, I think that he is. I think that he's, like, goofy looking in a sexy way. And I think he's a really good actor. And I appreciate lots of things You have made so many straight men listening to this podcast happy who look goofy. Wait, <laughs> you guys be confident about your bodies. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Okay. A lot of people. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Blanche gives a shit. Blanche gives a shit. Blanche gives, Blanche gives a, a shit. They all give a shit. So, um, so Blanche comes out in her debutante ball gown, and I love it because Sophia tells her she looks like the night hostess at Denny's, <laughs> which I'm like, have you ever been into a Denny's, Sophia? Yeah. Because that's. But I feel like Denny's in the eighties, so. yeah, late you night think? spots, yeah, because okay. it was a twenty-four hour joint. Truckers, you know, All hand right. jobs. 
Sure. <laughs> Truckers and hand jobs. So that was the um, original name of the restaurant. <laughs> they shortened it to Denny's. Thank goodness. Because of a guy named Denny who, got, <laughs> who, got, who got the most hand yep. jobs. Yeah, he was the he's he's like, like. I guess I lost that bet, guys. <laughs> I'm into that theory. You know what? I paid enough for. I paid for enough hand jobs. I might as well be the person who owns this franchise. Rudy Tootie, fresh and fruity. Denny. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Mr. Barton quickly he returns to the place and he's like, "Somebody let all the air out of my tires. I know yes. it was you." He gets into a screaming match with Dorothy, where oh, basically man. he's like, "Sue me," and she's like, "I will." Well, he rips up the he rips up the proof first. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. Believe she says, "Here's the thing I got from the court to show that this is a tree that's mm-hmm. on your property," and he rips it up. I mean, care. throws it in care. her face. <laughs> basically, his own way of like dropping the mic and saying. Fuck you. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then Big Daddy shows up. Played by a wonderful Mr. Hamilton, who... What was know, his first name? Murray Hamilton. Okay. I, I You know, I, I read it, and I took off my glasses just now, but I literally read it as Mr. Hamilton, even though it's Murray. Mr. Murray Hamilton. Mr. Mr. Murray, Murray Hamilton, Hamilton. Who... In so many big films, guys, he was Jaws? in Jaws is his biggest. Jaws yeah. is his biggest. Mm. The Graduate, <coughs> wow. The Hustler. Ooh, wow, Murray Hamilton. Do you think he was the guy who was like blah 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 100, plastics? Hundred and <laughs> one hundred and fifty-six credits. Wow. this man's had his well, first credit was in nineteen forty-four. Not that. Oh yeah, fun no. fact: he plays um, Blanche's dad. But I read on IMDb. He's only 11 years older than her. Yeah. But it's funny, the way that they put it on IMDb, they were like, the actor that played her dad was nearly 11 years older than her. Which, the way that that's phrased, I'm like, wait, yeah. that makes it seem like he's almost too old to play her dad. That's but, not, okay, yeah. IMDb unfortunately, contributor. Unfortunately, he died six months after this episode aired. No, four months after this episode aired. Four months. Yeah. That's sad. I know. He, so definitely, didn't, he definitely didn't know that. No, but he's not <laughs> air. What you say? He saw it air. Yeah. He did. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But after, I mean, all those credit? credits, I wonder if he at that it's point... It's not his last credit, though. Oh. It's the... He had a TV film called The Last Days of Patton come out, where Patton he played well? General no. Hobart Half-Gay and um, Whoops Apocalypse. <laughs> That's the name of it? Yeah. His oh, last uh, film. His last film. Whoops Apocalypse. Um, That's what you would say if the apocalypse started. Best Whoops! Best, best or character... If you like- Name ever. His character's name in Whoops Apocalypse was Jack, kill the commies, Preston, parentheses, former president. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. Yes. So, bow down to Mr. Murray Hamilton. Who delivered Uh, a hell of a performance, by the way. Oh, so good. And we'll also have... Great uh, hair. Great hair. hair. We'll have it. Well, it's because he's only 11 years older than Blanche. Uh, We'll also have a photo of him on the site, but H. Allen, you, you made a really good observation as to who he looks like. Oh, the uh, the KFC guy. Yeah, the colonel. And the Sanders. racist colonel. Yeah. Well, he shows up in a white suit. Yeah. With a bolo tie. Bolo tie and a white with the hat, hat and yeah. everything. Uh-huh. He's just missing the glasses and, yeah. the, mm-hmm. and the goatee. Yep. And he's, I mean, I didn't even write them all down, but he sees Blanche and he's like, oh, your hair is shiny as the dew on a field of sunflowers. But he like l- like rattles off like a yeah. nine of these to yeah. like all the women. Um, and Rose it must is- have taken forever to get through a conversation in the South. <laughs> oh, it did. Yeah. Yes. Most of them resulted in some of the greatest books that came out are of the South. Are you from the South? No. No. Where are you I, from? I'm from Las Vegas. Oh, that's yeah. right. I knew that, actually. Yeah, it's I, off the beaten path. I love Las Vegas. Really? I'm I, going for the first time. I genuinely like, love didn't Las grow up Vegas. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I totally understand that. But there's something weird. People make fun of me, and I can never find anyone to go with me. I love it's Las Vegas. Campy, it's campy. <laughs> it's gaudy. It's amazing. It's, uh, it's an experience. It's yeah. also... it's. 
everyone's id. Yeah. Because people go to Vegas to be something other than what they are. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the kind of energy that's going on on yeah. in the town, uh, unless you stay away from the strip like I did. Yeah, yeah. My twin grew up in Vegas. It was the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I ran the yeah, Las the Vegas marathon. Marathon. And the marathon. I, yeah, the marathon. <laughs> and I was able to go, you know, all around the city. I used to have a really good friend who lives in Las Vegas too, and and it's just it's such an interesting city. Yeah, yeah. I, a... I played. Do you ever do the Golden Nugget, the comedy store at the Golden? No, Nugget? I never. I haven't done a lot of comedy in Vegas. I they booked me once, and I li- which they didn't know who I was. I bet and. I, like, as my, like, end payment or tip or whatever they, they gave me, I mean, they paid me, but then they let me ride the strip for, like, an hour in the oldest limo you'll huh. ever drive in, <laughs> and me and my friends just rode around in this old, like, 1976 limo. <clears throat> That's amazing. Did like, it smell like nugget. it was 1976? Yeah, uh-huh. There Great. was so much cum all over it. <laughs> oh, okay. I literally was like, oh, no, get off him. Sorry, Baron's allergic to cats, and, and Frasier just decided to show Frasier a little, or Baron a little love. Oh, I didn't see. Okay, good. It's fine. Frasier is H. Allen's downstairs neighbor. <laughs> and he's always calling the blues. He's always yeah. just sneaking in my apartment. He's always That's just sneaking in and putting yeah. his hand on your shoulder. When you anyway, so Big Daddy shows uh, up. So Big Daddy shows up. He's got a huge surprise for Blanche. Uh, he tells her he's going to be singing at the Sagebrush Club tomorrow night. Yeah. And she's like, wait, wait a minute, what? What's that about? Daddy? Like, what are, what are yeah. you doing now? And he's basically mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is my calling. This is what I do now. I'm yeah. a singer. And he leaves and she freaks out. She freaks out. Now, okay, before we go into this, we have to talk about it because it's a generational thing. We, yes. We were, during the, when we were watching it, we were like, save it for the podcast. Um, whereas you're in camp <laughs> Blanche. But this is the second act. This is, we, oh, don't, we haven't oh, learned yet, yet. What, what upset me. So later that night, so Blanche is sleeping on the presumably Couch. uncomfortable wicker sofa. Yeah. It's such a tiny, no, you can't sleep on that. Especially the no. way she was sleeping. She was just like, I oh. sleep on my stomach. Her so body was like propped like up that. almost as if she but were like waiting was, for a man. That was a sleeping, yeah, that was a sleep of... You don't remember falling to sleep. Yeah, that was she was sleeping like she would wake up at two o'clock in the morning, like oh, oh shit, I'm on the couch, I'm still in all my clothes, mm-hmm. I feel disgusting. Never happens to me. Oh, all the time. Really? No, yeah, never happens, happen to me. To me. happens to me. Happens to me. I always am like on the couch, and I'm like, oh, I should get in bed. If I'm up super late, like if I'm up two, three in the morning, yeah, and because uh, sometimes I have a <laughs> thing where I want to go to sleep, yeah, but. I can't. Mm. It's like if I'm sitting up, then I'm awake. But if mm-hmm. I lay down, I'm like, oh, I gotta get to bed. Yeah. I just always have this uh, fear that I'm gonna sit in bed and just not be able to fall asleep. Sure. Oh, interesting. I think that's fair. So that I sit yeah. up and then I fall asleep to where I'm like, oh, I've been asleep for three hours. I'm in all my clothes and I'm on the couch. <laughs> that's what kind of sleep it looked that's like Blanche was happening. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So she's asleep on the couch. Big Daddy loudly comes through the door with his guitar. Yeah, so loud. And, yeah. uh, he wasn't quiet. trying to be quiet quiet at all. He was not trying to be quiet at all. It's because he's never had, had a guitar before. It's also because in the South, everyone's on a, on a, on a bond. He's probably drunk. <laughs> so, so he basically tells Blanche, he's like, look, this is my calling. Look, I'm going to play you one of my new songs. Yeah. And here's the thing. He did not tune that guitar. That guitar was no. a little out of tune. I realize he's supposed to sound bad. Well, that's, he doesn't even know to tune the guitar. Yeah. Bad. yeah, probably. He does this thing where it like, takes him a while to, like, you know, to, to figure out the next chord. And his fingers are all weird on the frets. And he's just like... So the, the song that he sings, I just wrote down some of the lyrics. It's like... Folks say I should settle down and make an honest living, something, but I got a lot to give them. (laughs) But then he finishes playing, and there's this, like, very hesitant, weak smattering of applause from the audience. They were like, wait, usually when our our characters sing or dance, we always applaud at the end, but this was intentionally bad. I don't, I don't, so they didn't know what to do. I'm sorry, Mary. (laughs) And 
Uh, but then Blanche says and Blanche, what the yeah. audience is thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you will not be playing. Yes. She says, no. She says, Daddy, you need to give up the singing thing. You need to go back to Twin Oaks and rest because he is of the age of retirement. Yeah. Now, and Big Daddy says... But here's the thing. We didn't, in the beginning, when Blanche is reminiscing about Big Daddy, mm-hmm. she sets up what Twin Oaks is, mm-hmm. which is a very southern thing that the place that you live just had a name. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's Twin Oaks. Mm-hmm. We call that the Human Garden or whatever. Yes. The Human Garden. That's probably where my like people were. Like Jersey Shore yeah. cottage house. Well, it's just like it's a. They all had these cute names for the estate, and she mm-hmm. grew up on this estate, and it's part of her reminiscing. And then yeah. this is when we find out that he is so committed to this. Dumb dream, yeah. Mm-hmm. That he sold her childhood home. He sold mm-hmm. Twin Oaks. Sold, sold Twin Oaks to have money to yeah. pursue his dream. <laughs> at his which point, Blanche blows the fuck. They up. yell at each other yell. to the point where Dorothy and Rose are woken up and come out of their bedrooms. And Rose and Dorothy coming out of their bedrooms with a little peeking out. They were like, "What's happening? What's going on?" It was so cute to see them down the yeah. hallway in like the background shot. It's and a good shot too. It's, it's a good like, shot. Some information, is- <laughs> and it's also like. It's staged perfectly because you have Blanche right in the middle and then you mm-hmm. have Rose and Dorothy sort of over her shoulder. I don't know how many feet away, but like 10 feet away mm-hmm. from her and they're just slowly coming forward. It's yeah. a really, it was like, it was a Kubrick shot. It was. There was a, there was another shot, actually the, the shot where he tells her he sold Twin Oaks mm. because she basically says, you have to give all this thing up. This is ridiculous. He walks away from her and I remember the camera, she stays in one place. He walks kind of toward the audience and the camera stays with him mm-hmm. and it sets up this really soap opera-ish looking shot yeah. where he says I sold Twin Oaks and there is no joke yeah. but he's, but this yeah. is when he's looking he's just looking out into space yeah. and she's behind him right yeah, yeah. that's very soap opera <laughs> it's soap opera information because there's no yeah. joke there Good yeah. old Terry Hughes. Terry and Hughes. he so Big Daddy ends up leaving experience and Telenova well they get upset with each other he mm-hmm. leaves yes. he leaves yep and uh, and uh, uh, act break. So now, before we get to the kitchen scene, which yes. is where they go after this, mm-hmm. um, what was your problem? I was upset because Big Daddy did not talk to Blanche before selling Twin Oaks. That's mm. what upset me is that this is her childhood home. She has a lot of memories there. She has a lot of emotional attachment, and he did not even consult her or talk to her and even say, "I'm go- I'm thinking of selling it. I'm going to sell it." Yeah. Like I understand. Like he's an independent man. He's retired. You know, he's maybe alone, he doesn't, whatever, but, I don't know, that's, I, I think he still should have talked yeah. to her before. Yeah, and you were saying it's a generational... Yeah, I mean, it's just like, this show, this show takes place in the 80s, mm-hmm. and they're quote-unquote old yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. So, that means that they would have been in the South in the 60s <coughs> and yeah. 70s, where it's just like, the way that they treat each other and the way that, like, the kind of the genteel, sort of, uh, the politeness yeah. that they have... That that's why he ends up upset because she thinks that I think she's on your side. Like you, how could you do this mm-hmm. yeah. without telling me and just pursuing something that is clearly not good? He's not yeah. a good singer. Yeah. So I think he ends up going. He, he ends up leaving upset because it's supposed to be there of a generation of where you're just supposed to support each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No matter how bad the thing is, you support, you stand by your father. Exactly. No matter how bad the decision is. But now we are kind of comfortable being like, uh, Dad, that's stupid. Yeah. And he goes, what, bro? <laughs> because you know how all parents call their kids bro now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, you're just direct quoting from my yeah. notes. My yeah. mom did that yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Like, What's up, bro? What's up, bro? Yeah. What's up, well, dude? Dude. Um, my mom calls me dude. My mom calls my me. My calls me dude. My mom doesn't call me. 
She hasn't even called her anyway. Yeah. Anyway, oh. next happens. So <laughs> then, <laughs> next third act. We are in. We're in the kitchen for our, uh, you know, for our, uh, you know, big big Come advice. To Jesus moment. For you know, for our personal stories yeah. conversation, yeah. Um, where Dorothy talks about you know, and and again, this is you know, this is something I sort of go through with my dad because my dad's almost seventy. Where you know, we all remember our fathers as strong and handsome and wise, but mm-hmm. then there comes a point, I think, where they reach a certain age. And we reach a certain age as well. And we reach a certain age where you're almost the stronger adult in a weird way. In a weird way. Well, you know? the world is the world has changed enough that it fits us more than it fits them. Yeah. Yeah. And they still have sometimes old ideas, old priorities, and we have to let and shed physically too. That they know everything. No physically. Yeah. Well, and oh, yeah. physically, yeah. you know, like my, you know, like my dad's, you know, he's almost seventy, so yeah. he, you know, but it's so that I, that I, I think I really connected with. It's also a moment. I mean, I'm then. having that with my, <coughs> my mother now, in that you know, I no longer feel. I mean, I, of course, I feel like her son, but I don't. There's, especially in my situation, because I have, all my siblings are, like, straight, married, with kids, like, it's a whole very traditional thing, and she's very needed for them, whereas I'm not. I'm very much on my own. There's no need for her to babysit or to Mm -hmm. have that type of conversation with me. So instead, I'm having conversation about, like, what she hates about my brothers, or what she hates about my stepdad, Mm -hmm. and it's like, it's really more of a friend you become the confidant. Yeah. Exactly. And it's a... A it's pal a, and a confidant. It's a di- oh, oh. oh. Thank you for being my mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a... Yeah, and I'm noticing a very... A shift in our, our relationship where it, it doesn't feel motherly anymore. It feels almost like a peer. My mom and I have been exchanging, yeah. like, date... Like, I've been giving her... Uh, I don't think my parents listen to the podcast. It's fine. I've been giving my mom... My dad definitely doesn't. My mom probably doesn't. You know what? I mean, um, we should listen to the but I've been Baron giving Vaughan. my mom... I know my mom... Baron Vaughn! That's just... No, she's from Massachusetts. It's like that. Baron Vaughn. That's a really strong name, I think. What uh, part of Mass? Uh, she, from Cava. Cava, Massachusetts. Oh, I, home of King Richard's Fair and uh, Edaville Railroad. Whoa. We I had no idea you were a Mass Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Well, oh. I went to college in Georgia, so that uh, really oh. cut the accent out of me. Oh. Yeah. I went to college in Boston. So. Yeah. Oh. Oh, good yeah. choice. No, it's, no. it's, it's a good It's city. a lovely city. Yeah. The roads oh, were messed up because they were made before automobiles existed. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I do want to go. <clears throat> There's a lot of snow. Don't go right now. But the scene, though, because I have an interesting relationship <coughs> with my mom because we're not that... I mean, she was young when she had me. She was 19 when she had me. Mm-hmm. Turned 20 like a couple days later. Wow. So I'm in my 30s, and every now and then I have to check in the reality that my mom had a son yeah. at my age. At my age right now, my mom had a 14-year-old. That's wow. And I can't even think about that. So when I talk to her, I feel like I have a completely different understanding because I feel, mm, I guess the way to describe it is more confused than I've ever felt in my life, which my mother must have felt that same way, yeah. but wow. also had a 14-year-old. Can you imagine? It's I can't crazy. imagine having a 14-year-old at our age. That's yeah. Bonkers. Exactly. But the yeah. whole point of this scene, though, because Blanche has this blow-up with her father, mm-hmm. yeah. and... Dorothy and Rose have this talk with her mm-hmm. where they like you have to kind of not only grow up in yourself but grow up in your 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 vision mm-hmm. yeah. of yeah. this man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, they kind of send her off and of course Rose has her oh, very Rose, Rose monologue. story too. I mean, it is a, such a great St. Olaf story. Um just to sort of paraphrase it, she says, uh, she talks about, like, you know, whenever I think of my father, I imagine him dragging a tuna up a hill. Mm. And we're like, oh, he would be dragging, like, a tuna, like, he from the market because he didn't have anything to carry it in because he's, like, the village idiot. But no, their town was founded by the first man to ever can tuna in its own juices. 
So the tuna he was pulling was made of um, like chrysanthemums. Chrysanthemums. And the float. Oh my god. It was the a parade float. they have about this man. <laughs> and her dad was the only one who f- would fit into the jar of mayo costume. Yeah. So the something happened, and the float. Anyway, he ended up having to drag the float with his little in his little mayo costume. Yeah. That would be like the most meta. Golden Girls Halloween costume that you could wear yeah. is be a jar of mayo dragging oh, a float made of a tuna, chrysanthemum a, tuna made fish. of chrysanthemums. But it's, it's also amazing. like that again the acting right there. Betty so White yeah. delivers this Good. ridiculous monologue, but she's like in it. She's like, she's totally I'm so proud it. of that oh, little yeah. tip, that little yeah. that little jar of mayonnaise. I'd see him coming up the hill. Mm-hmm. You can really, I mean, they all can. They all just completely lose themselves, but at the same time, recognize what they're known for. Yes. You know? Um, yes. Yeah. It's, this uh, would be, because I feel like, especially <coughs> right now, I was thinking this when we were watching it, now a lot of sitcoms have an A story, a B story, and a C story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This episode has an A and a B. There is no C. Yeah. But I feel like uh, Rose has a couple of really great moments yeah. that essentially constitute what would be a C story. Yeah, yeah. like a runner. Yeah. Like a little, yeah. Little, because little. she has a monologue there mm-hmm. because there's not a storyline for her that episode. Sure. Yeah. That's my phone, sure. excuse me. <laughs> she has a monologue there because there's not a storyline mm-hmm. for her. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a, a, she's incredible. She's incredible. And so the scene basically ends like Blanche is like, you know, I never dreamed that the tables would turn. Mm. I would have to take care of my dad. Profound. But here we are. Profound. It's interesting because I, my reaction to the whole Big Daddy thing was... Fuck, live your life. Because, um, you know. Hey, 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 that no. was even the cat I, Fraser. Uh, yeah, he's up. He's loving that it. That was the cat's mm. meow, right, yeah. Fraser? Yeah. That was a. It was incredible. Slow that was clap, incredible. Slow clap, slow clap. But you're saying that's what I, you're feeling. Live your life. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have any responsibility towards mm-hmm. anyone. They're all self-sufficient. He's mm-hmm. not paying for Blanche's life. Like. Let him, let him do Well, I'll what say, he wants. after he gave his big speech at the but end, again, I was I mean, a little bit more on board with you. We're comics that are like, I'm going to do a career. No way sure, sure. <laughs> um, so let's wrap up our B story we're here. Look at our lives. Yeah, um, we are. Look at where I'm at. Mr. and Mrs. Barton stop by. Mr. Barton has been going through some shit. He has, oh, man. He has multiple boils on his butt. On his, on his ass. butt. On his His booty. golf clubs are missing. Have you ever had a boil in your butt? No, I've never had a boil in yes. my butt. You have? You have? Yeah. Wow. Unpleasant. How did you fix that? Um, you lance it. Yeah. Oh, wow. You can't pop it. It was actually too big to pop. It did nothing. It was a very painful experience. I had a man once, I didn't know at the time, I found out the next morning, he bit my butt. Okay. Like, he bit, like... Oh, he bit and that caused a boil? No, it didn't cause a boil. It just caused a really, really, really bad scar, part, or pain. Um, like, right, like, you know where the butt cheek starts at the very top? (laughs) He bit, like, in between that area. And I didn't realize until the next, it was such a bad hookup that, like... I kicked him out, and then I went to sleep, and I was drunk. I don't drink anymore. <laughs> this is the reason why. And um, I sat down to write about it the next morning, and I, I was sitting in the chair. I was in a hotel. I was sitting in the chair, and it hurt to sit. So hard. Uh. And, I, and then I did some inspection, and I, he bit my butt. Wow. Really painfully. Damn. I, wow. There's but. no... Really? <coughs> it's essentially a... It was like a giant pimple. Yeah. Is all I'll say. Wow. Because that is enough imagery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this guy comes in, 
yeah. got a boil on his butt. Yeah. Yeah. His clocks are different. He says, like, his oh, I want to talk to the witch. Different. That's yeah. how he enters. He's like, I want to talk to the witch. He can't sleep. He begs Sophia to take the curse off of him. Yeah. And so she does. But she does it in a way. So he's leaning down towards her, and the camera is just, they're both framed in it. It's mm-hmm. only them. And she takes her hand to her mouth, almost as if she's belching. <laughs> And she does a little moment, yeah. and he says, "Is that it?" And then she says, uh, "She says like, uh, no, I ha- but I had I had asparagus for, for dinner. For dinner, but she says it in a way that she's like, no, I had asparagus for dinner." And then she snaps, she like, snaps. Now it's over. Now it's, now it's over. over. Yeah, and she gets up and she goes. <clears throat> and she gets up and she goes. Quick change. Yeah. And uh, and then Gladys. Uh, yes, Mrs. he Clark, he leaves. That's right. Yeah. He leaves. And Gladys says... No, uh, wait. No, no, no. So he leaves. Or he, he gets to the end of his scene where he's happy that it's done and everything. He's going to clear out the tree. He's going to clear out the tree the next yes. day. And then, and, and then uh, he asks, is there anything else I can do for you, ladies? Um, and Dorothy's like, oh, yes, one thing. And he's all excited to be like, oh, yes, maybe. And in a weird way, it kind of felt sexual. I don't know. Maybe that was just me. Maybe. Where he was just like, yeah, I'll do anything for you, ladies. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, Didn't feel sexual to me. Okay. Didn't but go ahead. Me, but, you know... I'm, Lonely, um, and I, uh, I she, she says in the morning when you go out for the paper in your robe. He's like, yes, yeah. Put on some shorts. <laughs> Boom! The, yeah. the audience is like, yeah. I know exactly what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what that is. <laughs> it would have been funnier. I saw my <laughs> it was a nightmare, not a dream. <laughs> that's what they. That's. It would have been <laughs> so many songs. <laughs> amazing if she was just like uh, when you go out in the morning you know to get the paper and you wear your robe cover your dick in balls yes yeah. that would have right been now on TV it. that's how it would be written that's yeah. how it would be written. <laughs> um, so then we get Barry described it as the big M. Night Shyamalan twist oh, yes of the episode yeah. which is so true where Gladys, because from the very beginning, Gladys, it's clear to us, is on the side of the ladies. Yes. She thinks her husband's being a dick. Yeah. But at the same time, ladies she's know. also ladies very, know. you can tell she's a, she's a little intimidated by yeah. him. You know what I mean? Like, he's calling the shots. She's not really sticking up for herself, whatever. Um, but when the husband leaves, she says, uh, I'm so sorry about the way my husband's been dealing with all this. That's why I did all those things to him. <laughs> you hear people in the audience go, ooh. I have to say, though, I have to disagree um, with her being, like, dismissive to, to him, basically, like, letting him run the shots. I don't think so. I think she, because my mother's this way, where they present that the man is in charge. They mm-hmm. present that the man is running all the shots, and the man is very dominating and everything. But if you look closely you see that she's actually the one. She knows. She's two steps ahead. Oh, of sure. That's how you she, survive. This is the moment so, that I really, saw this, though. Yeah, how you survive in the patriarchy. Her whole marriage. Exactly. Her whole marriage. <laughs> yeah. You know that she was, like, two steps ahead of him. Oh, sure. Us. Yeah, well, I she's know that now. She's much smarter. Um, but then it's great, because she's like, that's why I did all those things to him. She's yeah. like, except for the boils. That was just good luck. <laughs> like, it was so great. <laughs> see you, ladies. <clears throat> so that ends that story. <laughs> So now all the girls, minus Sophia, I guess it's just Blanche, Dorothy, and Rose, go to a sports bar to see Big Daddy play. Country bar. Country they go, bar. A country bar. Yeah. It has like it, oh. it has like a weird mishmash of things. There's like arcade games yeah, and a, a mechanical machine, bowl. Right. Yeah. Like, Southerners love pinball machines. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's like really weird. Like I used to work in like a Southern honky tonk restaurant. Slavery. And uh, oh, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, they went to push someone's buttons. <laughs> But then this guy, they're like, hey, you know, hey, we're here to see Big Daddy. And this guy's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, and I guess Big Daddy was playing well, two the, sets that the waiter time? who played the guy who says that. I recognize that is, him. Yeah, he's a big time character actor. You recognize him probably from Will and Grace. He was um, 
the Texas lawyer guy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Like Gary this. Grubbs mm-hmm. is his name. Yeah, he looks really familiar. Grubbs. Yeah, he's been in a lot of TV shows. <clears throat> um, he's been around. Let me see that picture of him. Yeah. <coughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess... Gary Grubbs, guys. Gary Grubbs. So, here's he the at, thing. He was in JFK. Oh. Ray. He was in Ray. Oh, my friend was uh, in the JFK. The Astronaut's Wife. He played little JFK the when he was X-Files. a little boy. And he goes, Mother, I did not smoke. We went to high school together. Little AFK. Oh, wow. Little JFK, yeah. Little he also is someone with... 163 credits. Yeah. These characters, you know, they're like, they're doing it. That's how, that's, you got, lesson, don't try to be famous, just be an actor and yeah. like, get work and like, do, and be on a podcast one day be like, I know that guy. Yes. So, that's the name of the new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, know that, I know that guy. I know that guy. I know that guy. And it'll be shot at Gelson's. So, <laughs> in Hollywood, it's a place. So, yeah. Big Daddy, I guess, had two shows scheduled that night, which I'm curious to know, like, what did he just like come in off the street with his guitar and he's like, I want to like money. they give him two money. shows. Money, he bought it. Oh, he bought the show. That's I mean, right. it's not said, but like you know, it is. Okay, so he bought yeah. his spot. Okay, yeah. great. So he had two shows, and they're like, "Hi, we're here for Big Daddy's second show." And the waiter is basically like, "Oh, I'm sorry, his first show went so badly. They actually canceled." The management canceled. Yeah. Management canceled the second show. So, which is what Blanche is like. Oh, this is exactly what I was afraid. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, but he's, so, no, sorry, <coughs> so Blanche goes into Big Daddy. He has a dressing room. So I guess if he bought the slot, maybe he gets a dressing room. Yeah. She goes into the dressing room, and uh, Big Daddy is funny. He says, uh, I, sh- I never should have tried that. He actually says Beetle Medley. He doesn't call them the Beatles, but he says, I never should have tried that Beetle Medley. Yeah. Which, I, I feel like a Beatles medley probably would have gone better than that song that he wrote that I sang earlier. Yeah. Um, maybe, it, maybe it's part of the joke. Maybe it was like a medley. Maybe we're supposed to think it's the Beatles, <coughs> or he just sang a medley of song about the, about the glorious bug, a beetle, the beetle, or the Volkswagen Beetle, or maybe he did like oh, the a beetle. really slow, sad version of "It's a Hard Day." Oh, definitely, maybe just one, just yeah. one Beetle, just one. Beetle. I only played songs by George. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of the other Beatles. Just I a Beetle medley. Hold your Yes, but he, uh, point uh, is, he sucked. He yes. was bad, um, but then he tells Blanche this story oh. that, oh, I know, we're all clutching our hearts right it's now. acting going on. so many feels. So much acting. He says to her, look, I know I'm no good. Um, when I was younger, I wanted to, was it ride a tramp steamer? No. Well, he's wanted to get around the world. Yeah, he wanted, well, to, see okay, he wanted to see the world. Yeah. Yeah. I missed the very beginning. So before, I just wrote, before I got to jump on the old, to become a tramp on like a, you know. like. Oh, a, he wanted to be a tramp. Yeah, like he wanted to like, jump, like, tramp. like yeah. jump on a train. My and grandpa kind of, did that. Oh, sure. Okay, great. So My he wanted to like be like a awesome. vagabond that yeah. just yeah. traveled the world. And be like, be an artist. Sure. Bohemian, nomadic. Yes, exactly. Well, also people used to jump on trains and like get work on the different train like sure. gold, like going out west. They were doing that in the early part of the yeah. in his days. In his day, in yeah. his day, um, he wanted to to be a tramp, and then he met Blanche's mom. Yes, and he's like, you know, I put my dreams aside to make a family, and, and when the time it. finally came, he loved it. And when the time finally came uh, for him to pursue his dream, I'm getting goosebumps. All there was was an empty house and a big headstone that marked her grave. <laughs> and he says, and before I meet her again. This is something I want to do. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you know who else is crying? Blanche. Blanche. No, oh, Blanche. those Blanche. are real tears. Real tears. Oh. You know there was things there. And then he says, I you figured... You will rue McClanahan the day that you... Mm-hmm. I figured if I was happy, you'd be happy too. Yeah. And that's oh. the key. That, was that the is key. the key. That's the moment where it's like, yes, that's... That 
is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. He and it's like I know I'm bad. <coughs> yeah, I know I'm bad, but I have to do this. Yeah, yeah. and she's like, you know what, Big Daddy, you do, and I uh, and I. I support that. Oh. And she apologizes and he says, Life's too short to not forgive my little girl. Aww. Oh, you guys. And then, and then they start singing. Then they start singing his song. It ain't gonna worry me for long. It they ain't gonna worry me. Together. I'll She's still get sing. up yeah. singing that song. And then they hug and then it's over. It's over. They, don't even, they didn't even need a laugh line. They didn't need to go out on a laugh. And when, sometimes when they do go out on like a serious, sweet, heartfelt moment, it's nice, you yeah. know? Makes the audience go, this shit means something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, this just, is important. It's not just poop yeah. and fart jokes. There's, <laughs> there's family and fathers and daughters and dreams and support. Man, I think I like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Season two. Um, <coughs> Bring it so, back. This was an awesome episode. This was a great episode. At the end of every episode, we do a golden takeaway. It's sort of a nugget of mm. inspiration, something you can apply truth. to your life, a truth, or something you maybe an uh, inspirational thing for others that you've taken from this episode. We'll start so you can get some ideas. Yeah. Um, I have one thing to say. My golden takeaway is let's not deny the racist past of the South. (laughs) There was so much masked, masked like racism. Dorothy, Dorothy was kind of called it into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that line, that storyline should have gone further. So what I'm saying is, you need to call it out when you see it. For example, this morning, this morning I was watching. Meet the Press <coughs> this week. I watch them all. But the, the ABC's Meet the Press version. And they were talking about racial inequality and income inequality and all these things. And there was a stat, and I'm just saying this because everyone needs to hear this, um, there was a stat that uh, America, for every dollar the average middle class American family makes, an African American family makes five cents. Yeah, what? I made that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is, they should have kept the racist storyline going with Dorothy making more, calling out more of that. There was one other joke about the was lawn there? jockey. I think that one was Sophia's joke where oh, she was yeah. like, oh, if you want him to feel more at home, you could. Did she say, like, tar and feather the lawn jockey? She said, no. Yeah. I don't, do I don't not remember that. Yes. I would have. Yeah. I no. definitely don't remember her I saying don't remember that. that. Oh, Jeez. Guys, I promise you she said it. Okay. But well, there, there are a lot of different uh, racial things <coughs> and racial themes in a lot of later episodes there are there mm-hmm. are definitely yes. oh yeah like when the one Dorothy's your um, um, who's your friend we should, we should oh my friend Mandy yeah. Mandy yeah who's in Boston what's up Mandy <laughs> wait was your friend in an episode no no Mandy. no she oh. just thinks that Golden Girls oh, is the greatest yes, show yes, yes. And Mandy actually wanted him to request is, this show does not go by request but we'll have you back on when that episode airs <laughs> she requested two episodes I guess there was one where Dorothy has a lesbian friend uh-huh. Mandy's a lesbian herself so of course that is a, a important episode to her I already love you Mandy and then there was one where uh, somebody marries an older... Someone's son marries Dorothy's an older... Dorothy's son. Michael. Dorothy's son marries an older black woman. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes. those are two episodes that she thinks have really good... Lorraine. That, Lorraine. that, that are really yeah. good and kind of push the envelope and challenge a lot of mm-hmm. social yeah. mores at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. In the yeah, so they definitely, they definitely do it. I'm yeah. just saying, you know, we just need to be aware. All right. That's your golden mm-hmm. takeaway. That's my golden takeaway. My golden takeaway is... Um, if you, okay if you're going to if you are going to pull a fish up a hot road make sure it's a fish made of flowers or something else that's not going to stink like oh. a real fish yeah i mean 
I realized that Rose's dad used flowers. But I, again, my mind went to real fish when she told that story. Mm. And I was like, ugh, that must have smelled terrible. Because do you know how big a tuna is? They can, oh, they can be huge. They're the size of you. Yeah. They wow. They're huge. huge fishes. They're really big. Mm. I don't eat um, fish. You should sometimes. I don't eat meat or fish. Oh, okay. Never mind then. He's a veg. One of those. Gross. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> anyway, so my take. Yeah, that's my take. It's very, it's very mm. simple. Nice. Very simple. Very simple takeaway, takeaway yeah. yeah. Uh, don't fuck with the Cecilia. I mean... Don't fuck with the Cecilia. I think that's the golden takeaway of literally every episode <laughs> yeah. of Golden Girls. My stepfather was Sicilian. Oh, really? Yeah. Siciliano. Yes. Germanco. There's that my mom's maiden name is Gramazio. Wow. There's a really great line where Sophia's trying to remember what the number one import of Sicily was. And she can't remember. And then later she comes out and she goes, And you know what the number one import of Sicily is? Piano wire. I had a flashback in the can. So <laughs> great. It's one of my favorite Sophia lines. But piano wire was their number one. Or maybe it was their number one export. No, it would, I guess it would have been their import. Yeah. A lot of people would have been killing people with piano killing wire. Killing people with the piano wire. So yeah. that's a good one. Baron, yeah. thanks so much for doing this. Of course. Amazing. Where can people find you on the interweb? Oh, me. I'm on Twitter. Uh, my handle is B-A-R-V-O-N-B-L-A-Q. That's my yeah. Bar Von Black. And where can people see you on a Netflix show coming up soon? Oh, May 8th. May 8th. And what is this show? The show is called Grace and Frankie Speaking a 9 to 5, starring Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. <gasps> I know. Yes. I know. And a past guest of Out on the Lanai, Julianne Smolenski. He was a writer wrote. on yes. the show. Yes, he was a writer yes. on the show. Baron is actually on it, so you can see his lovely face on it. I cannot wait for that. I'm very excited about yeah, this show. Yeah, neither can me. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. And guys, you can go to outonthelanai.com for all kinds of things, Golden Girls. Yeah, and uh, you can follow us on the internet too. I am Squid Eat Squid on Twitter and Squidzy on Instagram. And I am H. Allen Scott on everything. Thanks for yes, listening, oh everybody. <laughs> yes. Bye, guys. Thanks so much. Why stand by the mile, Miami?